We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio joining us on the Western Hotline as we break down Brandon Bean's end of season press conference. Good morning, Sal. Morning, guys. How are you? Doing all right. The uh the end of season presser, you know, it's uh Brandon Bean. Takes a lot of questions, sits and speaks for an awful long time, seems to be, uh, you know, more than happy to answer as many questions as are reasonable to a- answer. And I wonder if you feel like there was a general tone or a general message to this one because they're, they're kind of in a spot, you know, they're a good team, they had a bad game, and that's going to leave some questions, of course, going to the, uh, the postseason. So how, how did you feel the general tone was? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing that I took away was him reiterating a couple times that they did have a very bad game, but you can't overreact to one game and you have to look at the season as a whole. You know, For example, he said, if a player didn't play his best game, but he was a big part of how you got there, you don't throw him out. You got to look at his holistically is what he said, how they played throughout the whole season. Um, gave some reasons, you know, for guys might have, you know, had injuries, things like that, but said you have to look at everything. Uh, talked about the offense for some reason. Second half of the year just wasn't playing as well, and those are things they're going to have to look at. Mentioned maybe Josh's elbow could have certainly had a little bit of an issue with that or uh, something to do with that, but I think the biggest thing was saying you, know, you can't overreact to one game. As much as him and Sean McDermott say the last game may tell you who you are, you can't like just say, well, that guy played bad, so... You know, we can't have him on the team anymore. So I thought that part was pretty interesting. And, you know, and I, I I put the article up yesterday with that, and fans didn't like that. They didn't like that. They said you can't overreact to one game. Well, I don't know. I, I guess that it depends on how you take it. I think they do look at where they are versus the Chiefs and the Bengals now. And he even said that. You know, you have to consider the Chiefs and the Bengals, you know, the top teams in the AFC now. And I think that they understand that they have to get to that level. But I also understand where he's coming from, that 
you can't take one game where they played their worst game of the season and base all of your evaluation this year on that. There were 18 other games they played, essentially. Yep, I would, I would agree. I would agree. You can't overreact to one game. I guess what I would get to, Sal, is my main feel, and I, I think that a lot of Bills fans, when they talk about what they want to see the team do going forward, it's not overreacting to one game so much as it's reacting to the entire second half of the season, where they won a lot of games, but even being said, offensively, you know, yep. the, the thing we said a lot was it looks hard for them. And Bean, I don't know that he would necessarily disagree with that general idea that the second half of the season, something wasn't right with their offense. That's right. And again, he said, um, for whatever reason, I think the second half of the season, it didn't play out. It didn't all play out every week the way it started early in the season. He started that by saying, I think our offense was really playing well through the bye. Um, so I agree with that, and that's something they're going to have to evaluate and why that is. You know, I always say, I think that whether it's the Bills or any team, once you get through four or five weeks, other teams start to see you on film. They start to figure figure you out. They start to adjust to what you do well. Yes, there are, of course, injuries that play into it, uh, certain matchups, the schedule, of course, right? But I've always believed that the first four weeks or so, kind of not who you really are because – who you are to start off, teams start to figure that out, and then they adjust to you, and then it's up to you to make an adjustment. And I don't know if the Bills had a counterpunch to how teams maybe adjusted to them, uh, whatever that was, whatever they did. Um, it's clear that you know they do need more weapons. And he didn't go, he didn't go full on. Yeah, we need another weapon. I got to go and get more wide receivers. He didn't do that. I specifically asked him if there's a philosophy against drafting wide receivers in the first round. His answer was, I use a first round pick on Stephon Diggs. I, okay, well, touche, I get you. But I followed up by saying, well, I mean, a younger guy, right, a, a guy coming in. He said, no, there is none. And then he even said, heck, if Jamar Chase is there at 27, I'll take him, right? So it's got to be the right guy, the right fit. But it wasn't It wasn't something he said yesterday, that like, hey, this is definitely an area that we're going to have to improve on and we're going to have to go out there and get. doesn't mean he doesn't believe it. I'm just, you yep. know, yep. he's not going to necessarily tell us that. But it wasn't maybe what people were expecting to hear. Oh, my God, we got to get another weapon for Josh Allen. No, and he can't exactly – this is how the draft is going to go. You're not going to say, yes, we need to draft a receiver in the first round because we don't know if they will ultimately do that. The The thing about weapons, and Hines' name came up, and this is now both the coach and the GM saying that Naeem Hines maybe could have and should have been more involved with the offense, that they, that they brought him in to help the offense, and we all know that really didn't happen. So, you know, you could say it takes a while – for somebody like that to get ramped up. I, I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit of a deflection. And Hines is a cap casualty candidate if, if they don't restructure self. They can save like $5 million on his deal. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of left in a spot where I, I, I'm thinking the offense and the general identity and design, they never really know, knew what they wanted to be. And they kept, <laughs> they kept throwing running backs at it and then not throwing yeah. the ball to the running backs. So I feel like that's where they should really start is decide what they want to be on offense. It's a good point. I agree. Um, I, I think that everyone recognizes this is a quarterback league. It's an offensive league. It's a playmaker league. I mean, Sean McDermott said that the other day. It's a matchup league. Everyone recognizes that. At the same time, their core philosophy is you also have to be good up front. You have to build up front. And I think that when you have that, you're going to want to make sure that you have an offense that can take advantage of that as well. Um, whether that's protecting your quarterback or running the ball. Uh, but at the same at the same time there, you know, if you're going to throw the ball all over the place, that means you got to go get weapons. So th there are 
there are parts of this roster that need to be addressed, and all of that is is true. Uh, we if you just concentrate on getting a couple more weapons for Josh Allen, that's fine. But I think there's a recognition here too that they have to get a little better on the offensive line. Their quarterback got beat up this year, not just his injury, by the way. I mean, he was getting beat up a lot this year. He was taking more hits this year, um, and I, I think that they're in a spot where they're going to have to kind of prioritize and decide, and that's where you get to what you just said, Jeremy, which is, well, how do you want to do that? Make a commitment one way and figure out this is how you want to do it. This is who you want to be. So then what does that lead you to? Offensive line, wide receiver, slot receiver, running back, whatever that is. Bean said yesterday, Sal, that there's not going to be a Von Miller signing this offseason. They'll have to work to get under the cap. I mean, Von Miller was yeah. a $100 million contract. So They did say last year there wouldn't be a Von Miller that, signing. That was brought up, too, that <laughs> they much, also yeah. said that last yeah. year. So I, I guess we would all be stunned if they had that high of a deal uh, that they were able to fit in this year. But I don't know, would you leave any wiggle room for a, a more modest type of free agent signing or... You know, a name that is going to get the, the, the meter going for, for fans, but is not quite, again, on a Von Miller level. I always would, Joe. I mean, they're, they're going to have to make moves. He said there have to be a couple restructures probably down the road. He said that right now they're about in the $240 million-ish range of committed salaries for 2023, and the salary cap is going to be in the $220 million-ish range or $230 million-ish range. So I guess they think that if I'm remembering how he said it. So basically you figure, let's just say it's somewhere around 230, give or take. Uh, that means they're going to have to have at least $10 million to come off the cap before they even get under it, before they can do anything. And that doesn't count having extra money. Now, there are restructures. You could even restructure Josh Allen and clear $20 million pretty quickly. Uh, you're kicking money down the road, but that's how you do it. That's things that happen. There are other guys like that. There are cap casualties, like you said. They'll get under the cap. Every team has to get under the cap, and they'll have some room. And if they ever want to make a signing, get a big signing, if they see there's a guy and say, oh, my God, we have to have this player, they'll find a way to do it. Every team finds a way to do it. That's how they got Von Miller last year. So, yes, I would always leave room for that. And, um, you know, they right now, like I just I post my roster all the time. They they have the, you know, they have to be – what they have their future signings, so they're over 53 basically now. But you still got to sign like 30 guys to get to 90 in the offseason. So it's a 90-man roster throughout the offseason. You know, there's a long way to go. And, of course, you only count the top 51 salaries. But, yes, I, I would leave room, Joe, but I, I just don't think it's going to be easy, and I don't think anybody should expect it to be like, oh, yeah, we have all this money. We'll get a couple calls in here. Adam in New Jersey. Adam, you're on with Sal. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Good morning. Morning. Hey, so I wanted to talk about two things. Uh, one, with the comment that ba- Bean made yesterday about I don't want to suck hard enough to, to, to get Jamar Chase, or, I feel like that's classic like deflection. And, in fact, we the, Josh Allen's rookie year, we did suck enough to get someone of that caliber when we picked, I think, eighth or ninth to get Ed Oliver, but he chose to go to the, uh, the defensive line. Also, the other thing I noticed – after they won that playoff game with the with the Dolphins, I don't know if you guys noticed this. They always put on social media the the locker room and it's like the the winning speech of the locker room and stuff. That speech looked like they lost compared to, and I watch that every week. That looks so different than every other win that they had during the week. If you watched that, you would have thought they lost. I don't know if you if any of you made that connection. Hmm. So I didn't watch it, 
And if that's your opinion, that's fine. I, I don't know. I, I mean, that, that's interesting. But I will tell you this. It does kind of go in line with what Roger Saffold said. Yeah. Roger Saffold said, and I know fans, you know, I, I, I tweeted this quote out the other day and people just, you know, they want to poo-poo it and make, oh, no, that's an excuse. You know, you say that. I'll tell you, Roger Saffold guys said they needed a break and they needed a break after that New England game. They need all the emotion, the toll it took on them from DeMar the previous week. They go to the New England game. They don't have any practice. They, 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 everything that's going on, worried about their teammate. They go out there and beat New England. They needed a break, and they didn't have it, and suddenly they got to turn around and play a rival playoff game the following week. And he felt, and he basically said, like, they, were, they ran out of gas, right? They ran out of gas this week, and they were just trying to fight through every week. For what you're saying, I don't know. I didn't watch the speech. If that's your interpretation, that's fine. But it does go hand-in-hand hand with me thinking – they were out of gas and like, hey, they felt like, okay, we got through one here. And they probably also, by the way, they did blow a 17-point lead. And even though they won, I'm sure there were guys that you know, weren't happy with the way they played. So I, I, I don't discount all that, that he said that, because it goes in, in line. And, um, yep, you're right. They took a defensive lineman, uh, number nine overall it, it, that year. I will tell you, though, I do think that – so that was 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, that's true. That's true. And you have every right to criticize if you want. But they did attack wide receiver in free agency that year. That was the year they got John Brown and Cole Beasley, and they figured, I'm sure the thought was, let's supplement our receiver, let's do free agency receiver and go get what we need in the draft with you know this defensive lineman or whoever else they could take. So I, I, they did address wide receiver that year. It just wasn't in the draft. I will also just one other little bit of context. Marquise Brown was the first receiver drafted that year at 25. So, so not a great class. I'm, Okay. It, it was there a great class okay. because that's yeah. the AJ Brown, Brown, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel in the second round, but yeah. none of those guys would have ever been. I think. I think the second end. round is where you might have your well, your gripe. But like I said, sure. I think their philosophy that year was, you know, attack free agency. We they had to get weapons for Josh that year. They said we got a rookie quarterback, we got to get him. Yep. And I don't think they wanted to necessarily have guys grow right there. They were ready to take a jump, so they went out and they signed John Brown and Cole Beasley that offseason. And I've said this a bunch. I'm sorry if you've heard me say it before, but I'll say it again. I really do think they would have taken a receiver in the second round last year, but the run went in front of them, and then they dropped down twice and took James Cook. But I, I fully believe they would have done it because there were a number of good weapons in there, a number of good ideas, and you know, as much as we like the idea of get everything you want in the draft, Sal, when you're drafting 27th, you don't run the draft. You know, you you react to it as it happens. That's yeah. the first round. That's the second round. That's the third round. It was it was a bit of an odd draft for them, even to that linebacker in the third round. I don't know if every time, you know, I, I don't mean to make it about fantasy football, but you've if you've been in a draft before, sometimes you've got all these plans, and then the way that plays out, you come out of it like, all right, well, we went this way instead because this is what the board said. So I don't think they're against receiver. I just think that it didn't fall for them last year, and they ultimately had to pay the price. Joe and I have even talked about, and I'm sure you guys have discussed it, what if they sign J.D. McKissick? And he actually signs. I don't know. You know and the, James Cook I, I, becomes the second pick. Maybe I, that changes things. I don't know. Right. right. Yeah. Maybe they – I was going to say, I don't know if they throw it to him because they didn't throw it to any running backs. No, no, right. I, know, I mean I just know. how the how everything falls after that, that sequence, right? right? Because they get him. You don't have to draft James Cook. Maybe it becomes another player. I don't know. There's a lot of hypotheticals yep. there, but – yeah. But it, no, but, but it's a good example of you know your what what you do in an off season isn't exactly always the way you think it's going to go. I'm not sure that they thought they were going to get Von Miller until they made a phone call, and all of a sudden they did. So you right. know your, your plans are always changing along the way. Let's get another call in here, Colin in Kentucky. Colin, good morning. 
Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. I love the coverage, and I probably feel better about it this morning than I did yesterday after listening to Brandon Bean. Um, you know, I also listened to Sal's great podcast with Matt Bove yesterday, and they were talking about how, you know, I think Matt was saying that he thought uh, could, some of the big needs are obviously wide receiver um, and then fortifying the both the offensive and defensive lines. And I completely agree with that. I mean, th- this idea of getting weapons for Josh, offensive weapons, wide receiver, that's so important. But then I listened to Bean, and I just wasn't left with that kind of confidence. There was a lot of discussion about, well, Gabe Davis, you know, did pretty well, and Spencer Brown, and we're up against the cap, and it just didn't feel like he exuded a lot of confidence, or at least got got it in the sense that, you know, when I listen to all of you all, these great commentators have this great coverage about, hey, we've got to make the next step, look at what Cincinnati has. I didn't hear that from him. I was hoping that he would come in and say, you know, we really had a great season. We were obviously up against a ton of adversity. I'm really proud of our guys, but I get it. I get that we need to load up on offense and really give Josh a bunch of weapons. And, yes, we're up against the cap, but we're going to do some restructures and we're going to look at the draft and we are going to, you know, put our head down and really, really focus on making that jump. And instead, I was just kind of left with – just this uneasy feeling like they, like maybe they can't even run it back with the team they have given the cap problems. And it just didn't, it didn't leave me with a lot of confidence. And I, I understand that they're going to kind of continue with the guys they have that with the coordinators. And I actually don't have a problem with that. If I just felt like they were exuding the same kind or, or expressing the same kind of needs that, that I think a lot of the smart commentators like you all have been, have been mentioning. I just wish there was more of, you know, like uh, an alignment there. Well, Colin's calling us all really smart, so thank you, Colin. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, Colin, I would just be a little careful of reading too much into these kinds of things where the GM isn't going to come out and kind of call out his own team or be careful about that. He's going to exude a lot of the you know really good virtues of a lot of these players, and whether it's Spencer Brown I was just going to say, and, yeah, so yeah, Spencer Brown is, do that. is a great example of this where he talked about what Spencer Brown has been through, and they th- they still like him, but we're going to bring in competition. So I would say, yeah, pretend the answer about Spencer Brown is about Gabe Davis or is about you know the slot receiver position because I do I, I think that the fact that they had two guys on the practice squad they had to elevate down the stretch to be regular contributors in their passing offense, there's no way, I'm the knock on wood, but there's no way they're going to neglect it this offseason. No, I don't think so either. So I understand. I, I think these settings, though, too, you know, you got to remember, too, Brandon Bean, everybody in that building is a highly, highly competitive person, and they want to win a Lombardi trophy. They do. And everything he said and everything Sean McDermott said is they're not going to stop until they do. Like, they're not going to rebuild suddenly. He even said, by the way, I will tell you, Colin, he did say, I think Colin was the name, right? Yeah. He did mm-hmm. say, Colin, that, um, you know, this isn't like, well, if we don't win in 23 or 24, we're going to shred the roster in 25. And one thing I really liked that he said was, no, that, that's not going to happen around here. We're going to try and win every year. We're going to keep going every year. And we have, because I think someone asked about the window with Josh, and he's basically like, hey, whether it's about Josh or not, we're just going to keep going for this. So I don't get that. But So let's remember, too, that they are highly disappointed as well. And when he speaks to the media, it's literally 48 hours fresh off what happened against Cincinnati so it's not going to sound warm and fuzzy. It's not going to sound really joyful. And if you got, took that away, I understand. But let's. I want to keep it in context as well. And then sell quickly because we're we're late to the break here. Yes. Of the guys that we talk about contract wise, I feel like Edmonds, Poyer, Singletary. To some extent, we all still are kind of wondering uh, about what will happen this off season. 
did did it sound like we got clarity on Ed Oliver that it at least is not going to happen this offseason? Isn't that the way Bean I, sounded I to you? He flat out said he wants more from him, pretty much. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look at listen to the phrasing, but I think that's right. Yes. Um that that is that is correct. Like something along those lines is what he said. I, I got the feeling that they would really and I don't think it's a surprise, they want to try and keep Tremaine Edmonds for his age, his growth, and what he means. And they would like to keep Jordan Poyer. But that's going to be dictated more on where the numbers fall, salary cap wise, and have a discussion down the road. So, yes, I think to me, after hearing it, my interpretation is Tremaine would be number one priority to try and get that done if they can. Let's see what happens with Jordan. I'm going to wait on it, Oliver. The phrase on Oliver was they expect him to find a little bit more. There you go. Which is it? Well, I, Joe, hey, hey, I, I tell you, Jeremy, I know we're up against the break. I had a trade idea yesterday. That I, did, I don't know if Joe told you. I don't no. know if you heard it. I had a trade. I'm never the trade idea guy. He I don't had, do that. He had right? a good one. I'm ready. I, I, I'm, I'm never the trade idea guy. Ed Oliver's making $10 million base salary next year. They need to find a little more. He also was, you know, he's not, to me, isn't exactly what you need right there is that undersized penetrator, especially in, si- especially in games like that. Um, you need weapons on offense. Wait. There's, uh, I want to guess. Are you sending him to Houston? No, I'm okay. sending him to maybe somewhere where there's a, a receiver coming off year three who wants to get paid. Jerry like, Judy, like the like, okay, Jerry Judy, Debo Samuel. Um, I'm not Debo. I'm sorry, Brandon Ayuk. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, Michael Pittman. Although I know he's had some injuries, or you want to go the other route, a little older. I know Tyler Lockett's a little older. Oh boy, DJ Lockett. Moore still could be in the conversation <laughs> there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, what I mean, like a guy who you can you can swap out the salary and then have to pay a little more. But those three, those guys ending year three, always kind of. There's a lot of guys who want to get paid after that, and maybe there's a team that says we're not paying you, like the Tennessee Titans did with AJ Brown and traded him to Philly. All right. Hey, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm open to all there of you it. Go. Thanks, Sal. You're on uh, today. Extra point show with with uh, with Joe. We'll, we'll be listening. Yep. All right, Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. Joe Marino at the top of the hour. we got to get a quick break in in between. Tyler Lockett, man, that was a great idea. Last year when the rumors were he could hit the you know trade market, he is a fantastic receiver and would be a fantastic fit. Uh, okay, we'll get a break in. Joe Marino as well. It's all coming up. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.